guests. And our next guest is Sonia Corbett, and she is with Bible Study Evangelista. Welcome, Sonia. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I am, too. I am raring to go. Let's do it, then. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, so we know that all good things begin with prayer. So would you be comfortable leading us in a prayer for this next segment? I absolutely would. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord, we know that you own the cattle on a thousand hills, as it says in the Psalms, and so mm. we petition you for a special hour and a special pledge drive, a, a special spirit drive, I pray that you would instill in your people a spirit of generosity, especially in these perilous times, and let us know and let us trust and let us hope with confidence in the fact that you tell us in your word that when we give, it is given to us, pressed down and and even more than the measure that we give. And so give us a generous heart for your evangelization of the world. Give us a generous heart to use our talents and our time. Give us a generous heart of love for our families and our church and our world so that you can rebuild your house, your church, and your people from the bottom up. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay, so... Thank you. What a beautiful prayer. And I thank you for getting us started with that. A few housekeeping things before we get to talk about Bible study evangelista. So we are trying to have fun here at the Quest. And we are we are ringing bells in celebration. And there's a couple ways that we will bring. Since you're not in the studio, I get to ring it. How cool is that? I never get to ring <laughs> the bell. Cool. So I get to ring it on your behalf. Every time we get five pledges of any amount, we ring the bell. And every time we get something called a found. A founder says they'll give $100 a month for 36 months or a one-time $3,600 donation, $1,200 a year, however you want to do it. We're only taking founders until the end of October because the station will be a year old, so they're going to cut off the, the founders. And then they will put every name on a plaque here at the, the station that shows that you are a founding member of Catholic Radio, The Quest. So if you would like to be part of that, the number to call again Four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty, or you can go online and donate at thequestatlanta.com, thequestatlanta.com, and that's an automatic ring of the bell. Um, the other thing, we have a lot of giveaways, so I want to just tell our listeners or remind them that, that if they call in with a monthly donation of $20 or more, they will be entered into a drawing, and the drawing is for... Um, there's two drawings, actually. One is for a beautiful painting of the Holy Family. Um, the work of art is named Presentation of the Lamb. It's hand-finished. It's by Sally Kazin, um, who is a painter of religious art, and it can be viewed at the St. Bridget Perpetual Chapel. So you go to every time you call in with a monthly donation of 20 or more, you go into the drawing, and it'll be drawn out on Friday. In addition, um, we um, you also will get into a drawing for the uh, hot air balloon ride and it was um, play south playground creations that donated the um, hot air balloon ride for three people so if you win that you can invite two of your friends and you'll all go up in the that hair hot air balloon and again you get in the drawing with a twenty dollar per month donation or more we also have a special thing going today because we received a donation from Avalon Hotel. And so what we did is it's for the first eight founders today. When we get eight founders, we're going to draw out for a one night stay at the beautiful Avalon Hotel. Um, And so I don't know how many more we need. I think we need maybe five more, but Annie will figure it up for me and uh, we'll know exactly how many we need before we do that drawing. And the last housekeeping thing is that if we we have these CordaCandles.com, it's a new Catholic company that hand makes candles. It's hand poured candles and they all are inspired by the lives of the saints. So if you go to CordaCandles.com, you can find out more information about it. But first, get two of your best friends. We don't care if you cheat. All three of you call in at the same time. And if we have three callers on the line at the same time, 
all three people get a cordacandles.com $10 gift card. And we'll also give one to Sonia as well. So, so come on, let's get three colors on the line. Let's just get a lot of participation, a lot of people showing that they love Catholic radio by calling in and making a pledge of any amount, whatever it is. Uh, 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. Okay. So Amen. we are talking, woo, we are talking with, with Sonia Corbett. She is with Bible Study Evangelista. So let's start um, by uh, finding out a little bit about you and a little bit about what Bible Study Evangelista is. All right. Well, first of all, hi, Atlanta. Don't let me down. (laughs) Um, I am the Bible Study Evangelista, and people ask me sometimes um, what an evangelista is. And an evangelist, uh, we have four of those actually in the scriptures, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But an evangelist is a person uh, who shares the gospel according to his point of view. And since I'm not a he, uh, I stuck an A on the end of that word and made it evangelista, because I always have an opinion and I always have a point of view. And Jesus is my favorite subject, and mm-hmm. so um, especially the scriptures. And that's really the whole drive of my ministry, Bible study evangelista. I came into the Catholic Church uh, believing that I had left a ministry as a non-Catholic behind, a, a Bible study ministry. And I was delighted, actually, to see that Catholics needed what I had to offer. And not only that, but that the Lord was really doing a ground, a grassroots, uh, ground-level kind of swell of interest and hunger for Bible study in the Catholic Church. And so I just... I jumped in, and I began writing Bible studies and offering those. I do, even now, um, I do an ongoing series on radio and podcast. Um, last, the last series was the seven I Am Statements of Jesus, but we've done Healing the Father Wound. We've done Spiritual Gifts. We've done uh, the um, Mystery of Suffering in Job. We've done all kinds of, of series, and I try to keep one of those going all the time. I have a Catholic TV series coming up here. It's going to air Sunday night at uh, 8.30 Eastern, and it's 12 Angry Men. So we're going to look at 12 angry people in the Scriptures and how God deals with us in our negative emotion and how He speaks to us and how He uh, addresses our emotion and how He helps us work through it. And so we'll do that for 12 weeks. And so I'm just all about Bible study. I do it in every media possible. And I I love it, first of all. I'm a geek myself. Uh-huh. And people ask me, you know, how do I... How do I do all I do? And I do it because I can't not do it. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, I, I like Jeremiah, I feel like I have a fire in my mouth. So I just want to offer the fruit of my study and the fruit of my prayer to anyone and everyone who is interested in Bible study from the Catholic point of view with the, the heart of the church. We study with the heart of the church and the mind of the church and the history of the church. And we get really in-depth, but I try also, I I say that I offer spinach that tastes like cake, so Mm. try to make it as simple as possible. Oh, I love it. Man, this is, I, you know, I hear about a lot of things, but I had not heard about this before. I don't know how I've missed it all this time, but I'm really excited to find out about it now, and I'm sure our listeners are too. Um, I'm going to give out the number. I'm going to ask you a question, then I'll give out the number, and then we'll come back again um, to, to your answer. So you mentioned that, that you came into the church um, thinking that, that you had left behind your Bible. So, you know, that's the, that's the, um, the, the joke, right, that you know a Catholic if they aren't carrying a Bible. So that, you know, that's kind of the joke. Um, but but you found that you had more work to do than ever and that people were really receptive to it. Can we back up even a little bit further than that and, and talk about your conversion and actually how you came into the church? All right, I'd love to. All right. And the number to call, 470 one one six zero. Come on, let's get three callers on the line. We can do this. Four seven zero five zero eight one one six zero or thequestatlanta.com. Thirty two percent of people who responded to a survey about Catholic radio, thirty two percent who responded said that they came back to the faith 
because of what they heard on Catholic Radio. Every single day there is one call that goes to Catholic Answers or Journey Home from a minister of a non-Catholic denomination, whether it's Jewish or Mormon or Protestant, whatever it is, to find out more information about coming into the Catholic Church because of what they're hearing on Catholic Radio. This is a tremendous evangelization tool. We are going out to a potential 3.1 million listeners, and we know that every single day, multiple times a day, people just air quotes happen onto the station, and all of a sudden the truths and the traditions of the Catholic Church are coming into their car, coming into their home, and you know what? We cannot put a dollar amount on that. All we can do is call and give whatever the Holy Spirit is putting on our heart. So can you be the next person that calls in and makes a pledge of any amount, whatever you can give? We'd love to have those eight founders call in so that we can we can do that drawing. But we really, you know, it's an all play. And I think that's, you know, somebody out there was saying if somebody would just call in with 200,000, you know, then then we, we'd be done, right? Because that's our goal. We'd be done. But I don't think that's what it's all about. It's about all of us linking arms and working hard together to make this happen. So it really is whatever you can give. Whatever you can give, 470-508-1160. Let's just get the phone lines lit up. Let's give away the quartercandles.com $10 gift certificate. Let's just support Catholic Radio. That's what it's all about. We are talking with... Sonia Corbett, and I asked her before I started my beg and spiel, um, I asked her if she would, would share with us a little bit about how she actually came into the church. So Sonia, if, um, sorry for the interruption, I'll interrupt you every so minute, so-so, but if we can find out about your, your conversion and coming into the church. Well, I'd love to share that. Before I do, I'd like to say, um, if, if we're looking at the readings of the church, which is God's word to us on a daily basis, we can see that throughout this week, he's been calling us to help rebuild his church mm-hmm. and to help build it. And so that involves, if you've read the readings, it involves offerings. It involves <laughs> the offering of our time and our talent and our treasure. And so the the word of God this very week is calling us to give, to donate. And so I hope that the listeners are taking those readings to heart. Um, that was actually uh, something as a non-Catholic that we really um, it emphasized, and not because, you know, a lot of people ac- accuse churches and, um, you know, Catholic ministries of constantly begging for money, but as a very good friend of mine, Father Larry Richards says, <laughs> God has all the money in the world. It's in your pocket. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so um, it's, it is a responsibility, and it was what we learned as non-Catholics, you know, is that God blesses generosity. He, we cannot outgive Him, and that was a major thing for me coming into the Catholic Church as a Southern Baptist. I was, I, it was a huge challenge for me. It was, it was a supreme act of generosity for me to turn my back. I thought on everything that I had known growing up, and it was what I call a perfect storm because. There were several things going on at one time. In our Catholic church, I mean, in our little Baptist church, it was a little country church with about 150 members. It was a very close-knit kind of family feel, um, or so we thought. You know, we we were at least that way superficially. But um, it was a wonderful place to begin and and kind of bask in my own formation as a, a Christian, and especially in the Scriptures. But what... We discovered, my husband and I, um, I guess we probably had been members there for maybe two or three years, and we didn't know the pastor very well, and we were pretty young Christians ourselves, so, you know, we didn't know the people very well. We didn't know what was going on. We weren't in leadership or anything like that, but there was a church split, and basically a couple of people had a personality conflict with the pastor, and so they rose up against him, and they accused him of stuff, and they split our church, and Anyone who comes from the Southern Baptist Church or anyone who is Southern Baptist who's listening right now knows that that is an epidemic. And that um, what happens when there's a church split is that, you know, half the people who are following the splitters go off and they start their own church and everybody else is left to try to pick up the pieces and, and move forward. And so, as I said, because we didn't know a whole lot and weren't very familiar with the people involved, uh, it didn't affect us that much. But five years later... 
my husband and I, he was a, a deacon in the Southern Baptist Church, and I was in leadership myself. And so we knew, we knew all that was going on. The pastor at that time, he actually gave me his co-ed Sunday school class. And at that time, it wasn't done very often, and it caused sort of a little uh, murmuring, (laughs) because what happened was I grew the class so quickly that everybody in the other adult classes came to mind, and then the other teachers were a little bit upset. And so Mm -hmm. there was a little bit of murmuring on that end and then there were also personality issues with this pastor because he was a he I used to call him Mr. Clean because he had sort of that that look about him but he was a gentle giant this just the most precious man but he he had a very dynamic sort of personality so what happened was the very same people did the very same thing they made an accusation of financial impropriety and they split the church and because I did love him because he believed in me and my gift sorry I have I get emotional about it because I have what I call a father wound, and it it was a I'm still working on it. But he he believed in me, and he was in a in a position of authority over me. And so when he did that, it really affirmed my gift. It affirmed, um, it affirmed me personally. And so when they did that to him, it was devastating. It was devastating to me. It was devastating to the church. It was devastating to my husband. And so I just, you know, I kind of crawled up into a ball, and I knew the scriptures well enough to know that God had made better provisions for his people and his pastors than what we were seeing. And we had seen it twice then, you know, within five years. So at the same time, um, we left and went to a mega church to kind of hide for a while. And I had a friend who invited me to an Easter vigil in which she was being received into full communion with the church. And I went feeling sorry for her, you know. I thought it was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen, being in the Mass. (laughs) But one of the things that really jumped out at me was the incense. I mean, our pastor loves incense, and he was just, it was everywhere. And I remember watching it float up into the ease of the church. And I know what the Bible says about incense and how it is symbolic of the prayers of God's people. And I just thought, that is the coolest thing ever, Lord. I just watched it kind of waft up, you know. And I was completely distracted from what was happening because I thought it was all weird and and all that. But but then the smell hit me like I had run into a brick wall. It just really hit me very strongly. Mm. And I thought, oh, my word, that is the coolest thing ever. So that was the only thing really that struck me about the Mass, except that it was weird. But mm-hmm. that was happening at the same time that the church split had happened, and we were trying to recover. And at the same time, God had spent 20-something years teaching me about proper submission to authority. Mm-hmm. Because of my father wound, I have a problem with rage. That's mm-hmm. why I'm doing this Catholic TV series on 12 Angry Men, because I have a real problem with rage and rebellion because of this wound. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that at the time. You know, I just thought I was being a strong woman. But God really confronted me in the scriptures on that predominant thought, as the saints call it. And so all of that sort of was happening at the same time. And I knew because of the the correction that God had been offering me, the correction and the healing that he'd been offering through me through the scriptures on my predominant thought, this rage and this pain, that what these people were doing in our church and had done was wrong. And so I began to wonder, you know, what about Martin Luther then? What what actually happened there, and was that legitimate? And so I went back. Uh, we homeschool our kids and have for years. And so I went back to the primary sources. I read Martin Luther in his own words, and what I discovered, first of all, is that Martin Luther was not very holy. Mm. <laughs> and But what I also discovered was the thing that really changed everything for me. Martin Luther had a father wound. His father was an alcoholic. He was very critical. He was aggressively angry. And Martin Luther ran off to the monastery in order to get away from it. And he he started out with good intentions. And I think even, you know, at what they call the Reformation, he had good intentions then as well. He saw the carnality and the 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 rot in the church and then in the hierarchy. And he was right to call that out. We always are. But where he went wrong was, you know, he... He mounted a rebellion, is what he did. And what I realized is his father wound caused him to do exactly the same things that I was doing in my life with people in authority over me, and he split the church. It was a church split on a monumental scale. Mm. And so 
I call myself Martin Luther's little sister because <laughs> that was sort of my M.O., and I understand him very well. But what it did was it made me really have to go back, and I, I thought to myself, well, I guess I have to really try to figure out if I can tolerate what the church teaches. And so I, I was, I just happened, you know, air quotes, mm-hmm. to be in a Catholic, I mean, not a Catholic, but a used bookstore and ran across a, a catechism, a, a Catholic catechism, and I, I picked it up and read the first page, and I thought, holy moly, mm. this is what I've been looking for. It was like stepping off a cliff into an abyss of theology and holiness and and righteousness, the right, the truth. Mm. And at that point, I was as good as gone. <laughs> and it didn't take but about maybe six months more, and I was in the church. Wow. Wow. What a story. What an incredible story. And, you know, sometimes, what what is the saying? It's something like, um, you know, sometimes God write straight with crooked lines or, you know, oh, something yeah, like definitely. that. And, and, you know, your story, it just makes me think about that and, and the, the marvelous works of God that, that he can take some of these very difficult situations and then bring you into to the Catholic Church where you can bring to us that love of Scripture and and uh, how to how to study Scripture in such a beautiful way as what you do with um, as a as a Bible study evangelista. And so we are grateful for that. Um, we want to find out more about that, but we got to give the phone number 470-508-1160, 470-508-1160. We are still waiting for our first pledge of the hour. Come on, we can do this. We have these these Corda candles. When we get three callers on the line, we give a $10 gift card to CordaCandles.com. We are. We have all of these drawings and raffles and and all kinds of stuff. We're not going to go over it again because we want to find out more about um, the Bible studies that we've been talking about. But the volunteers, when you call in, can certainly tell you about them. And we also, you can also donate at thequestatlanta.com. Come on, we can do this. We can do it. Is Catholic Radio important to you? What would it be like if you didn't have it anymore? And you know, it's it's not that I'm saying that 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 the quest is going off. I, that is not true. What I'm saying is, though, that we need to keep it strong because it is operated only by listener support. And it's only by the listeners' do- donations that it keeps going. Um, that They do have diocesan support, but it's not financial support. It's just uh, their support. You know, look at all the priests and everyone else who's coming in to support Catholic Radio, but the financial support from the station comes from each of you. And, you know, Sonia said, you know, earlier, you know, it's in each of your pockets. God has enough money, but it's in each of your pockets. That is a tremendous opportunity because you can invest in the in the mission to save souls. And, you know, I don't think it gets much better than that. And your dollars then can go to evangelizing a potential 3.1 million people in the listening area. And, you know, we talk about, you know, Sonia, God, God used the Holy Spirit in that used bookstore for her. But for many, it's the Holy Spirit working through these airwaves. So come on, let's let's get the financial support that we need in order to keep Catholic Radio strong by calling 470-508-1160. We can do this. I know we can. We can link arms. We can make it happen, but we can only do it with your help. So can you please prayerfully consider making a call and helping us right now? We are talking with Sonia Corbett, and she is a Bible study evangelista. And I've been talking about right now, talking about her conversion into the Catholic Church. And and I love that, you know, she thought she was leaving it all behind. But then once she gets into the Catholic Church, she realizes that she's needed even more than she ever was before. So how cool is that? And then she's got all of these Bible studies. So let's let's delve into them and, and kind of give us um a glimpse of what each person, um, each of our listeners might encounter if they join, um, I guess it's a group. Is it like a group that gets together or is it an individual Bible study? It's actually, um, everything that I do is really housed on my website, BibleStudyEvangelista.com. But there um, are all of my books, which each of them are all Bible studies. Uh, some of them are more robust than others. Um, Fearless and Unleashed are 
they like unleashed is uh, how to receive everything the Holy Spirit wants to give you, and and that involves our predominant thoughts and being unleashed from the passions and the the habits, the toxic relationships, the self-medicating habits, that kind of thing. Um, And fearless is formative in that way, too. It's sort of the next step in how to conquer anxiety and depression and fear. And those are more formative studies, book studies. And then Ignite and Fulfilled are more how to study the Bible. Ignite is a who, what, where, when, why, how a primer on how to begin or even go deeper in interpreting and studying the Bible with the mind of the church. And fulfilled is it shows through the Old Testament tabernacle how the Catholic Church was built on that foundation. So it is completely biblical. And that was actually something that brought me into the Catholic Church was the knowledge of the Old Testament tabernacle because when I began to really research the doctrines and the teachings of the church, what I discovered is that all of the really controversial stuff to a Protestant, Mary, purgatory, institutional priesthood, the Eucharist, all of those things that can be very controversial to a non-Catholic are are found in that Old Testament tabernacle. And it and not only that, that was the prototype. And then in the prophets, the Messianic temple, the, it, these things were prophesied there. And then we see them again in the book of Revelation when John the uh, Apostle sees inside the heavenly temple. And so each of those things tells us that, first of all, God is consistent, and that the church... The New Testament church should look like each of those things, and only in the Catholic church are all of those elements retained. It's the only church on the face of the earth that retains every one of those elements as God commanded that they should remain perpetual. Mm. And so that study was part of what brought me into the church, and it was really one of the very first things that I wanted to write because I knew I knew that there's no way to reach a non-Catholic in the South unless you could teach them from the Bible. And so it gives you a concise faith-sharing model. It's 10 minutes or less um, in order to share your faith, especially here in the South, but with fallen-away Catholics and with non-Catholics using the Scriptures. It's a really easy faith-sharing model. And then How to Pray Like Mary, sort of, um, it sort of t- tells people about my journey to Mary. I um, That's often, very frequently, one of the most difficult ideas for a non-Catholic to get their heart around is her, and partly that's a prejudice in the non-Catholic church that keeps us from her. But she really took me by the hand and showed me. She connected with me because I asked her to. I asked to know her better. And, uh, in fact, what I said to her was, I think you're weird. I don't get this whole thing. I don't get why people give you so much attention. But if if you're willing to teach me, I'm willing to learn. And she just took me by the hand. And what she shared with me was her love for the Word. And so she gave me a way to prayerfully pray the Scriptures, love, L-O-V-E, listen, observe, verbalize, and entrust, which is based on her enunciation. So she shared that with me, and then my latest book is called Exalted, and it's a line-by-line exploration of the Magnificat. So, And all of my books have come out in Polish, which is funny, so I've been able to go over there and, and do a book tour, and I'm doing pilgrimages all the time, and, and now we've got our first weekend retreat at the Shrine of the um, Blessed Sacrament down in Hansville, which mm-hmm. is where EWTN was born, mm-hmm. and Mother Angelica um, uh, was the mother there, and so um, we're doing that this year. I've just got a whole lot of stuff going on, but it's all right there at BibleStudyEvangelista.com. Ah, so good. I love it. I love it. I love it. So much good information, and we're going through it. It seems like it at rapid speed, but again, we'll give yeah give away that BibleStudyEvangelista.com, because if we're going too fast for you, absolutely go to that website, find out more information, and uh, you know, what a what a wonderful opportunity this is for all of us to go online and really find out more. You know, I think it was um, St. Jerome who said something like, um, an ignorance of Scripture is an ignorance of Christ. And, Amen to that. You know, it, it's that just... so it, true, because the, the yeah. Bible itself says that all of Scripture is a testimony to Christ. Mm. I love that. I love it. And, you know, you're, you're going to this... Um, place in Hansville uh, to do this retreat, to the retreat center there. Have you been there before? I have, actually. Um, I've been a couple of times. I was there first when I began 
Catholic radio in Tennessee, actually. Oh, no kidding. Um, Very cool. Yeah, about about six years ago, uh, my godfather asked me, he he said that he had been praying that that, uh, God would bring Catholic radio to Tennessee, especially FM. We had some small AM stations, but they were very local Mm -hmm. and very small. And so he kept praying that God would bring Catholic radio to Tennessee. And he said that one day God just said, look, you're the one with the the heart for it, do it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he's a... um, a surgeon, and so and with eight kids, and so he invited me to be the one to kind of supervise that build out. And so I, <laughs> he uh, financed, and I helped build out the first two Catholic Radio FM towers in Tennessee, wow. one in Lebanon and one in Cookville. And so that year, I went down to Birmingham for the Catholic Radio Conference that yeah. is held down there every year. And that was the first time I went to the shrine, and I was so impressed by the whole setup. And then I was there again this past year uh, for another conference with another, um, a different event. And so now I'll be doing the same thing myself uh, next year in 2020. So I'm really looking forward to it. That place is, it is the most beautiful. I remember the very first time I went, I thought it was funny because as you drive into the shrine, there were... Uh, signs in people's yards that said, repent and believe in Jesus. Yeah. Don't pray to Mary, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. And I just had to chuckle because I remember being that person. Yeah. And then this past year when I went again, they I didn't see any of that. It was very interesting. So, yeah. yes, I've been there several times, and it's a beautiful, holy, contemplative place with the most beautiful church and and singing nuns that I have ever experienced. I got the shivers. Every single time I hear them, I get the shivers. Yes, yes. And, you know, how about that new um, interactive, I, I can't think of what it is. I've only been there one time, but they have that new interactive on, on the Eucharist. That's, that's yes, pretty it's awesome. it's like a perpetual adoration. Yeah, but it's an interactive. Have you been there since they built the interactive? It, it goes from like Old Testament times to New Testament times, and you push a button and it it talks to you and and has background uh, statues and different things to represent the 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 prefiguration of the Eucharist all the way through today. It's pretty I awesome. I have been there, but I, I don't think I saw that. That was probably down in the, the lower chapel. Yeah. It's actually a separate building. It's completely separate. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's pretty awesome. So make sure you, you next time you, you get there for this retreat, make sure that, that you give that a, a look because it was that I think of all the things, there was so many wonderful things there, but I really Really loved that. So, and yeah, I think I'll check I, that out. Yeah. Mother Angelica, pray for us. <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. You know, and and that goes to you say, Mother Angelica. You know, one of one of her quotes was, you know, sometimes you have to do the ridiculous for God to do the miraculous. And you know, I'm thinking sometimes we have to reach out and we have to give some of our treasure to to Catholic Radio in this case, because that's what we're talking about right now. In this case, give it to Catholic Radio and allow the Holy Spirit to work through these airwaves, because that is how we're bringing the message about the uh, Bible study evangelista. That's how we're bringing it to you is through these airwaves. But we can't have the airwaves if we don't have the pledges to do it. And so it's so important when we do these pledge drives that you call in. You know, Carol, she got it all going, but it's up to each of us to keep it going. And we only do that one call at a time or one online donation at a time. So it's 570, sorry, 470-508-1160 or thequestatlanta.com. Our phones are pretty quiet. We would love it if we could start getting a whole lot of phone calls Come on, we can do this. I know that what you're hearing is touching people's hearts. I know you're thinking, I want to go and find out more information. I want to go to BibleStudyEvangelista.com. I want to start bringing more scripture into my life. I want to grow closer to Christ by learning more about the words in scripture. And you can do that. But remember, you found out about it here at the quest. So come on, support the quest, support this pledge drive and help us to raise the necessary funds so that we can keep Catholic radio strong here in Atlanta, 470-508-1160. We are talking with Sonia Corbett, 
She is the Bible study evangelista. She is the one. She's the one that that got it all going. And so we'd love it if you'd go also to her website and look at all that she has to offer, BibleStudyEvangelista.com. So, you know, we would like to to maybe talk just a little bit about... um, you know, we've talked about all of the Bible studies and, and, you know, have you, I'm sure, how long has this been going on? How long have you had the Bible studies going on? Uh, well, actually, since I was about 20, but as a Catholic for about five, six years. Okay. I've been a Catholic actually for 12 years. I've been in the church for 12 years, but um, I didn't, I began right away as the religious education director for my parish, which was a, a whole very difficult story, but um but I did that first, and that's how I really discerned that the Lord wanted me to begin using my gifts in that in this way again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that for a couple of years, and then I started to write my own stuff and, and offer it. It was kind of a slow start, but but here I am. I'm rolling now. You are rolling. I'm telling you. And um, you know, I was once in a in a Bible study. Um, it was an ecumenical Bible study, and it was rough because you know. We would read and, you know, they would have a completely, let's say John 6, they had a completely different interpretation of John 6 than, than the way that I believed. And and so how how have you been able to really bring all of your Bible studies in line, you know, with the teachings of the church? Do you have an imprimatur? Do you have a Nihil Obstat? How do you make sure that, that you are you are bringing them in line with um, with the church in that way? That's a great question, actually. I, um, I have not offered anything as a Catholic that I ever offered before as a non-Catholic, first mm, of all. Yeah. And that wasn't out of a fear or anything. It, I mean, I, I, I understand—let's uh, see, how, how do I say it? I, my foundation in the Scriptures was very well laid. I um, went to seminary, and, you know, I've, I've got all that, the exegesis, and I, I have that, but— what I have found is that we there's a plethora of those kinds of resources in the Catholic Church where someone takes a whole book of the Bible and does exegesis, which is a line-by-line research and explanation for people on what everything means. Mm-hmm. And there is a place for that, of course, but there's so much of that already available. What hasn't been available is topical stuff where you can get a very brief, I mean, a whole, a, a whole study of a book of the Bible can take over a year if you do it well. Mm-hmm. If you do a really good exegesis of an entire book of the Bible, it will take you a very long time, and that's good. But at the same time, most people in the pew don't have time for that, and nor do they care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're not Bible geeks like I am. Mm-hmm. So what I offer is, like I said, spinach that tastes like cake. I offer... All of the spinach, you get all of the, the, the detail and all of the meat and all of the important stuff, the church teaching, the saints, um, the catechism, all of that stuff is included with the scriptures, but I do it in a, a brief format between 6 to 12 weeks, and it's always on a topic. So 12 angry men, healing the father wound, uh, spiritual gifts. The mystery of suffering, that kind of thing is all, you know immediately when you read it what you're going to learn about. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to kind of give people uh, small bites of stuff that they're, they're, that they need, you know, and it's nourishing. The The Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, and the Bible says that it never returns void. So whenever we offer it, it does, it does the work. And that's why I really wanted, I've always just had such a hunger for Scripture myself, um, but I also wanted to offer what I had learned, because it has changed me. The Bible will change us. It will change our lives. It will begin ordering our messes. It will begin ordering our, our relationships. You know, those things that we've been praying about for so long that we've not seen any movement on, usually it's because we're not listening to God. We don't know what He wants. So how do I keep it in line with the church? Every single thing I write, every single thing I offer, I offer to my bishop first. Every one of my studies has both uh, an imprimatur and a Neil Obstat. 
Mm-hmm. All of my stuff is submitted to the church, and I, I knew to do that. As soon as I came into the church, that was one of the most beautiful gifts that God gave me mm-hmm. in having a father wound and being so um, so sensitive to criticism and um, and authority, really. I mean, that's just the truth of it. To have the hierarchy in my own diocese support me in the way they have and lift me up in the way they have and affirm me. And, and, you know, that happened for me with that pastor in the non-Catholic church. But it was a whole different thing to come into the, the church of history with all of 2,000 years of teaching and of, of authority mm-hmm. to teach mm-hmm. and have my bishop and, and the hierarchy in my own diocese, my pastor, and, and my diocese support me and lift me up the way they have. That's how I make sure. And I'm, I am desperate to do that. I do not want to offer anything to anyone that would, could lead them astray because I would be held responsible for that. So I always submit everything I do to my bishop. Mm. What what a wonderful program this is. I'm really excited to find out about it and to share it with our listeners. And again, all of our listeners out there, BibleStudyEvangelista.com, BibleStudyEvangelista.com. Um, if you want more information on this, uh, we would love for you to go and visit there. Can we, um, I'm going to ask you the question, then I'll briefly give out the number. We're starting to, to get close to time, so I want to make sure we have plenty of time. But can we briefly, the, when you were going through your list, the one that really seemed to touch my heart was uh, the study on the mystery of suffering, because I think that's something that that we don't talk about enough. You know, we're living in a world where, you know, we have uh, assisted uh, physician-assisted suicide, and, and uh, you know, we want to take a uh, a pill at any, you know, anything just to, mm-hmm. to take, you know, and we have suicide rates that are on the climb and, you know, all these things. And there's lots of reasons for that. Um, and I don't mean to, to sound like I have the answer. I don't. But I do think that we have forgotten the the mystery of suffering and the good that comes to that. So can we delve into that just a little bit? I'll give out the number again. Four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. Come on, we have to get at least three phone calls. Three for the Holy Spirit. I always think of three as the third person of the Holy Spirit. We only have about ten more minutes here. We have got to get some calls coming in, and I know we can do it. I know that there are listeners out there that are being touched by this. Can you please give us a call? If we could get three on the line all at the same time, then all three callers will get this ten dollar gift card to court candles.com so call two of your friends and say we're all three calling in at the same time i don't care if you cheat we do so annie's giving me the thumbs up because we have one on the line right now come on let's get two more that's all we need i'd love it if we get a whole lot more but two would be great if we can get two more is the holy spirit nudging you do you feel that tap on your shoulder i'm guessing that somebody out there does and i am telling you what give us a call because you cannot you know you can't outgive god i'm telling you the graces are abundant and i've seen it in my own life i've been a donor now to catholic radio for about 15 years and and i really feel strongly you know, whenever that money goes out of my account, I sometimes say, Holy Spirit, what are you going to do with my money this month? And then somebody will come up to me. I had one person in a parking lot because I have a, a bumper sticker from, you know, I'm not from Atlanta. I'm from Kansas City and I get to travel and do these pledge drives. But my bumper sticker in Kansas City says, change your station, change your life. And I had somebody motion to me to roll down my window and they said, I just want you to know I changed my station and my cha- and I changed my life. That was such an easy way to evangelize. Calling and picking up the phone and dialing 470-508-1160, that is another really easy way to evangelize. It's an amazing way because we have 3.1 million potential listeners here at The Quest. You have the opportunity to write your name on that evangelization. When the miracles happen because of what people are hearing from The Quest, 
You write your name on that. You are a part of it. You play a part. And so can you be a part of that by giving us a call or donating online? Come on, let's let's make this happen. We do have one caller on the line. Love to get two more real quick. Love to get a founder. Love to get a donation of any amount. All right, we are talking with Sonia Corbett. She is with, uh, she is she is not with. She is the Bible Study Evangelista. You can go to BibleStudyEvangelista.com and find all of the things that she has written since she became Catholic about 12 years ago. What a... Um, God knew, you know, when he was when he was touching your heart and you were saying yes and you were responding, he had this in store for you. And often we can look back over our lives and see the things that happened and how the Holy Spirit moved us to the point where we are now. And we are grateful. And now what what uh, he actually is moving me is to ask you about the mystery of suffering. So can we talk about that a little bit more? I would love to. One of the things that was very interesting to me later in coming into the church was that everything I seemed to read, well, I didn't, I didn't see this in the beginning, but I know now that everything I read that led me into the Catholic Church as far as um, on prayer and on suffering was from the Carmelite mystics. Mm-hmm. And so I actually entered formation as a third order Carmelite when I realized it, because I, I realized that I was being invited to that. But St. John of the Cross is my patron saint. And what he taught me was that my father wound was being used by God that that the suffering that I was was experiencing on so many levels coming into the Catholic Church was the most difficult thing I have ever done in my entire life. I lost everything. I thought I was going to lose my husband. I thought we were going to end up divorced. It was just that very difficult. We couldn't talk about it. Every time we did, we fought and my denomination turned their backs on me. I was I had just begun a ministry and I was about to be published and of course I had to leave that behind. And then I came into the Catholic Church. I was my pastor made me the religious education director that very year and that caused a huge thing in the church and and then I was stalked by a seminarian and it, and it was just so very difficult. But John of the Cross held my hand the entire time. Mm. And what I realized and what I include in my study fulfilled is that the the fires of suffering, as St. Peter calls them in his letter, um, his epistle in the New Testament, the fires of suffering are meant to purify us. It is the fire of purgatory. We When we suffer, we're being purged from sin and passions and predominant thoughts and what I learned in, in watching St. John of the Cross pointed out and watching my circumstances is that God is using my suffering on a very individual and very specific level to purge me of my predominant fault and to grow virtue in me. And when I began to realize that what I was praying for, you know, I would pray... I'd pray for something, and then it would feel like everything would fall apart. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, I felt like I was being punished. I'm mm-hmm. like, I asked for something good, and you're giving me this crap. Mm-hmm. And and St. John of the Cross was really good about showing me, no, he gave you exactly what you asked for. For instance, there's a story in my book, Unleashed, where um, my son and I were having difficulties in math. And so I began to pray I began to notice that I was being critical with him in a way that my dad had been with me, and I was afraid. I was afraid that I was going to do to my son what my dad had done to me, and and I had already created a a breach in our relationship. And he was only eight, but it, I, there was a there was something wrong, and I knew there was, and I knew it was my fault. But I I couldn't I couldn't fix it. I couldn't even get there in his heart, you know. And so I prayed. I said, Lord. I don't know how to fix this. I need you to do something. And within the week, he had a devastating accident that put him in the hospital. And I remember he told me then, he said, when you ask me for a fish, I do not give you a snake. That's out of the scriptures. Jesus said that. When you ask for a fish, God gives you a fish. He he won't give you a snake. And I remember holding on to that verse through all of that suffering and all of that pain and all of that difficulty and watching my child suffer and my family was just, I mean, and that, all of this was happening at the same time, this accident and the stalking and the, the coming into the church, all of it was, was going on kind of all at the same time. And St. John of the Cross just really kind of held my hand and said, just grit your teeth and push through it. 
And so he was flat on his back for four months, and when he finally did get moving, he had to scoot around on his rear end um, and kind of just move himself that way until he could get up on a walker. And this was six months later, and they didn't think he was going to be able to walk. Hmm. And he walked on his walker to the bathroom, and I was standing at the sink. I'm sorry. I was standing at the sink doing dishes. And I heard him say from the bathroom, he said, Mama, I'm kind of glad that I had my accident. Mm. And, I, and I just, like, I stopped breathing mm. because I had seen, I had already seen the fruit of all that our family was still going through, but we were starting to come out of it. And, and I just held my breath, and I said, what do you mean? And he said, it brought us closer. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, he answered my prayer. He gave me exactly what I asked for, but it was not in the way I would have wanted it or would have, even now, I would never go back and do that to my son again. You know, not that I did it, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But but what I know about suffering is it is the fire of purgatory. And so, and actually, it's, you know, we think of purgatory as this place, but it's God himself. The Bible says that our God is a consuming fire, he says in Hebrews 12:29. So the fire, the fiery trials that we're experiencing is God's love. He is purifying us with himself, the love of himself, and he is drawing the impurities out of us so that he can be closer with us. The more impure we are, the less close we can be to God, and he just he won't tolerate that. He wants us to be as close as possible. He wants that union. And so the, the suffering that we experience is the, the fire of God's love on our lives and our hearts. And the reason we suffer is because our wills are not aligned with his, and we, we rebel against the circumstances, the difficulty of them and the hurt of them. And, and that rebellion, when we won't yield to it, is what causes our suffering. When we finally yield to whatever God allows, knowing that he's doing it because he's purifying us for love, when we do that, and St. John of the Cross and, and all the mystics really taught me that, that when we lean into it, when we just embrace it, all right, this is pain, but I see you in it, Lord, and I know you're, you're doing something that I have asked for, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to wait and, and let you show me. And when we push through it all the way, I have never had a situation when I did not ask God why that he didn't show me something once it was over. Mm-hmm. Never. He has always, always shown me some of the fruit of my suffering when it's over, if I'm just willing to follow him through it all the way. Wow. Okay. Well, we only have just about one minute left before we have to to go to a break. We have been talking with Sonia Corbett. She is the Bible Study Evangelista. You can find out more information by going to BibleStudyEvangelista.com. You can find out more about the mystery of suffering like we were just discussing. You can find all of her others. Seven I Am uh, Statements of Jesus, The Twelve Angry Men, many other uh, Bible studies that she has online for you to go and find out more information. If somebody out there, this is going to be their first their first time to your website, which one do you recommend they start with? Uh, just whatever the Holy Spirit prompts. Okay. I'm, I'm seeing a whole lot of activity down in Georgia there on my website, so somebody awesome. needs to call in. Somebody's been prompted by the Holy Spirit, and somebody needs to call in and donate to the, the Spirit Drive today. Thank you. And we do have two people who just just called in, or, or I think donated online. That was Mary Ellen and then Mary. So two Marys called in and, and donated one-time donations. So we are grateful, but we would sure love, love to have more. You know, the time to, to donate is during this break. I'm telling you, call in during the break because uh, there's nothing going on. I know you want to sit back and listen. Um, then we're going to be welcoming Father Patrick O'Laughlin and Father... Um, Terrence Allen um, at uh, one o'clock. So so come back at one o'clock and and be here with us. But make the phone call now four seven zero five zero eight eleven sixty. You can also go to uh, hear more information about Bible study by BibleStudyEvangelista.com. Thank you, Sonia. I appreciate you so much, your Kelly. time. I really do. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll be back after the break. 